0: Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Open Source Podcast, a show where we discuss the power and practical value of open source in business and entrepreneurship with leaders and innovators from around the world. I'm Tabang Mashologo. And I'm Gavin Rolder. We've got a great show today. Miro Sponeman is joining us. Miro is the head of engineering at Typefox in Kiel, Germany. Typefox helps businesses and engineers to be more productive and innovate faster through custom developer tools and languages. Miro has been involved in open source projects since 2008 as a contributor, committer, and founder on a number of projects. He's been with Typefox since 2016, and he recently joined the leadership team there. Welcome to the show, Miro.
1: Thanks. Thanks.
0: So, Miro, tell us more about Typefox and your business model.
1: Yeah, as you said, we started in 2016. And from the beginning, we have always offered services around platforms uh, that that enable to build custom tools. Mm. So the first uh, major framework that we've built on was Xtext, a DSL engineering tool. Right. Uh, but then later, uh, others came, uh, like we started... Uh, Eclipse Thea and Eclipse Broti, and more. So it's all about uh, frameworks that we develop in open source, and then customers approach us uh, asking for support on these uh, on these platforms, and also um, asking us to build solutions for them. So so the the range of services is very wide, uh, starting from a few hours of support up to. I don't know several hundreds of days of of engineering work for in, in in large projects so it's it can be very different.
0: I get it. So,
1: for the benefit of our listeners, can you give
0: us a sense of when and why Typefox decided to get involved in open source and can you give us a sense of the importance of open source to your business?
1: Basically, all the engineers uh, that uh, were with us at the beginning uh, at the uh, when Typefox was founded where they were all experts in the Xtext framework
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so we it was quite natural for us to take that as a as a platform for uh, to offer services on and by that we already had a lot of um, experience uh, with um, cooperating on open source projects contributing uh, doing the release cycles within the Eclipse Foundation and uh, and and also Communicating with customers about uh, what what they can do with the uh, with the open source frameworks, what should be solved on the general framework level and what is uh, rather something uh, custom for their own code um, so
2: mm.
1: yeah, it came quite natural for us to to take this open source platform um, and the projects that we are inv- involved in within the Eclipse Foundation. As, as a basis for, for all our, uh, our our business, basically. And so we just went on with that approach over the years and it uh, turned out to work well, um, even in the years after.
2: You have been part of the Eclipse community for forever, almost. And so that, yeah, you mentioned x that that has been one of the, and is still one of the very successful project of the Eclipse modeling community. And yeah, what, what I would like to know is uh, what have you learned from your your time when you were working on and growing the the Xtext community, and and how do you use those those uh, best practices or this this community of practice at the Eclipse Foundation in what you do today at TypeFox?
1: I would say a major point is always to uh, to have a sharp look into uh, into what uh, what other directions that take us into in, into real innovation um so i would say that's a very general thing that i've learned especially in the last years um so to to really always go in, into the direction of of real innovation that has value that has mm-hmm. business value for us but also general value so so that we don't get lost in uh, building things that, in the end, is uh, are not really interesting uh, um, to a lot of people, but rather s- stay focused on the on, on innovation, on on pl- on frameworks that that lead us further, lead us into the next steps. And one thing that uh, got us more into that was to invest more into uh, open source. Um, open source libraries and tools uh, that are built on op- web technologies. Uh, so uh, that was one main reason for to start Eclipse Thea and Eclipse um, uh, Sprotty, for example. So that enables us a whole new world where we can, can offer services that are built directly into a web page mm-hmm. uh, or uh, more generally in, into a web application that consists of several services playing together. And so, but still there's uh, the option to run them locally so uh, running web applications embedded into a desktop tool is uh, becoming more and more um, common practice i would say even if there's a lot of criticism uh, about things like electron and and so yeah we we know that but i mean that is one approach and uh, i bet there will be more and more ways to do that uh, in the future so I think the general direction is to have a common code base for multiple target platforms mm-hmm. uh, so cloud platforms and, and also uh, desktop machines and i think this is something we want to continue supporting
2: yeah when well, maybe one follow-up question on 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 what you just said about the your entrepreneurial approach i think that it it deserves a potentially more uh more in-depth answer. So, I, I, if I get it correctly, you you say that it's very important for you to to work on on framework and on uh, on features that are useful for everybody. So, I guess that there is certainly an implication in the way you you approach the collaboration with your customers. Like uh, there, there must be certainly some I guess some customers come to you and say, well, I want exactly this feature to work like that. And I guess that must be at some point some fight to stay more generic and more, uh, yeah, for the general purpose uh, of all the TA, TA users, for example.
1: Yes, I would say. Um being in the position that we both offer services based on these platforms, and also our committers and project leads in in these open source uh, projects, we are in a position where we can say, well, for these particular features, uh, I, we we suggest implementing directly in the in the base framework so that uh, they can okay. be maintained there, and and um, so and for, so for uh, usually for customers, it's really the best approach so that they uh, pay us for implementing certain things so it's directly directly paid open source work uh, which is then used by th- those customers and the, their benefit is the maintenance will then happen in the context of the open source framework of course mm-hmm. and so they don't have to to rebase some internally and developed feature on on the on newer versions of the open source framework but in other cases uh, we r- would rather say uh, well, the open source framework has some APIs and uh, interfaces you can uh, you can attach to, and then we can work together on uh, on using these these um, extension points to build your solution on them, or maybe even if if it's something that uh, doesn't re- fit at all, well, we can say uh, let's discuss <laughs> alternative solutions, or um, uh, yeah, or at least. Tell them how. Uh, uh, so, what what kind of effort we would we would see in building things that are in a way that are not not meant to be like that or so. But we can be very flexible about that, you know. So, of course, uh, there are some who, so many customers do not have this o- the, a good overview of uh, what the open source uh, frameworks can do, and partly that is also because uh, the. They are conceptually quite complex, like X text mm-hmm. DSL engineering. That's a <laughs> uh, just conceptually it's it's a hard thing, uh, no matter how it, how the implementation looks like. So, so in some cases, we re- really need to uh, to understand what is the problem they want to solve, and then we see, okay, this is the solution you came, you approached us with, but uh, actually, I think this other solution would. Um, even if, if it doesn't really fit with what with what you wanted in the beginning, might match better what uh, the long-term goal of what you want to solve. So yeah, it's really about understanding things in depth and being able to um, to provide consulting on a high level. And then if um, also go into the details and implementation work.
0: Now, Miro, does open source come up in your conversations with potential customers? And if so, how is it something that helps is it beneficial to be actively engaged in open source
1: yes certainly um i think uh, having several uh, people of from our company engaged in open source work has certainly helped uh, build up a reputation for our whole team and and for our company and so uh, just by having this um this level of uh, engagement in, the, uh, um, in these communities, I mean, or you could say in the Eclipse community, but it's yeah, mainly one umbrella community with several sub-communities. So be, by being engaged in that, I think the, we have gained a reputation that, that uh, g- brings us into a position where many customers we have never heard of before just approach us, um, and we quite often we we don't know where they come from. Uh, they uh, have heard about us. They um, have maybe talked to others about us, and then um, have had recommendations um, to, to approach us and so on. And so, yeah, it it makes um, marketing work uh, easier. So it's it's I would say it's one uh, it's a special form of content marketing. Hmm. You know so. so um, Investing in, in good content in the open source world um, is like um, connecting these, uh, these high-quality content with our name. Mm-hmm. And the, um, that, uh, that has already brought us a lot of excellent business.
2: One question. You you mentioned in that Xtext DSL technologies, and I think that's also true for Thea. You, you mentioned Xtext as a something that is not easy to understand. And also you mentioned that in, in Thea, you, you use this concept of uh, extension points. So I, I like the idea that extension points is also your, uh, provides you some, some degrees of freedom from about how to do your business. And the question is that it's, it's both very, I would say, complex computer science topics. Uh, DSL engineering and good uh, IT architecture. So how do you recruit people to join your team? How do you find them? Do do you find them or do they find you?
1: (laughs) I think mostly they find us actually. So, um, and that is another positive aspect of the open source work that, well, we have a job offering on our webpage, um, but, uh, but just by having a job offering on our webpage, we have seen quite a, uh, excellent engineers uh, approaching us just because they have connected our Typefox with, the, uh, with these open source technologies. And uh, so in, in that way, we have reached engineers who were highly motivated to get into this kind of development, to get into this open source engagement. And uh, this is Actually, one of the keys for us to build a team that is capable to, to do these things, I think it's a lot about uh, the the motivation and, <clears throat> to, uh, and about, a lot about excitement of uh, being uh, building innovation, building ex- uh, new new uh, things.
2: Just one short question: do you have a co-located team or you have a remote team with uh, yeah, your your best contributors everywhere in the world?
1: We started uh, with a team. In an office in Kiel, so that was yeah. uh, the uh, the beginning, and but quite soon extended the team with others uh, uh, who were located um, in other places in Germany, and so the there was a kind of remote culture already starting to evolve um, from the first year, so okay, and um, yeah, I think since last year this uh, has. Uh, changed a, a lot more, of course, and and um, another aspect to that is that uh, the, the product, product Gitpod has evolved out of TypeFox, so now it's it has been separated into a, di- a different company. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the uh, the work on that product also demanded a better coordination of remote work uh, because it's a being a product and an online service. Uh, it has a different, a different way of. Um, it's a different business model, a different way of of working together and cooperating. And mm-hmm. so I think we have also learned a lot from that. And so now they are going their own way, kind of. And, and um, but uh, still, I think it. Um, the work on Gitpod has left uh, definitely left a lot of impact within TypeFox and, and the way we work. And so yeah, and th- on, the, on the other hand, we are still in the, in a process of. Um improving remote culture remote uh, working ways, trying new tools, looking for for a good remote culture is definitely in in our uh, in our uh, one of our um, priorities, but on the other hand, we still have the office, and anyone who's uh, nearby uh, can use it and so we can still meet there and see each other face to face
0: now now miro. Are there any commonly held misconceptions about operating an open source-based business that you'd like to address? And is there any advice that you can share with our listeners about developing and executing an open source-based strategy?
1: Um, I'm actually not really aware of misconceptions that we are facing uh, directly with our customers on a regular basis. I mean, of course, there are well-known problems with open source projects in general where i mean you, you know this uh, tendency of um, open source maintainers being uh, thrown at with uh, complaints about this not working that not working that's a, that's a general aspect of um, open source work i would say um but there i would say it's um it's important for us as a company engaged in this to, to just to focus. So we need to know what are the things that are valuable to us, um, now in the short term, but also in the longer term and so on. And, um, yeah, we need to be bold, uh, in also saying no to things, of course. And, but on this at, at the same, at the same time, also be kind and, uh, respond to to questions and respond to requests. Uh, So also building a a, um, supportive culture around the open source work.
2: The question that that in my opinion is very important when you consider doing business with open source projects is uh, what do you decide to keep proprietary and what do you decide to to put uh, in open source? How do you how do you do this mix? Is it uh, one person in your company? Is it uh, do you have some kind of uh, uh, product marketing manager? Is it you and 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 the rest of the the leadership team? How do you find this uh, this balance?
1: Well, actually, uh, right now I think we don't have any um, any proprietary. Code that we need to mm-hmm. that we need to keep secret, at least nothing to that is that, uh, that is worth a mention. Um, I mean, we've had some for a while while we have been building Gitpod, but uh, that even that has been made open source last summer. It's the only IP we are generating. Generally, uh, belongs to the customers we're working with. So uh, so, so far. So so far there is not really a need. There's not been a need for us to build internal IP uh, besides what is already open in the open source projects and and what we are building for, uh, specifically for the customers. But of course, since they pay for that, it, it belongs to them. So, yeah.
2: Okay. So either it's uh, in the open source project at the foundation, or it's IP owned by by your customers and. I guess that you provide, you have support contracts with those customers to, to sustain uh, this, their project.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. And uh, I mean, of course, if we get um, ex- uh, br- um, new ideas on building something in a closed source level, uh, that, where it mo- would make sense for us to do that, uh, that could be an option, but uh, it's not that we have a general process for for this be- because it's um, it's it's not in the core of what we're doing. So do we so the, our core is really uh, serving customer needs and uh, and it's supporting the open source projects, and and so the, um, there's no own IP mm. involved in that.
0: Right. What words of practical wisdom and advice would you have for a company that's getting started? Based on your experience,
1: okay, I would say two things. Um, one is um, investing in colleagues uh, who are hi- really motivated for this. So, looking after motivation that is uh, that is genuine. So, and, and then giving them freedom and time, and, uh, all the resources they need to to really spend time on open source work. Of course, combined with Strategic direction, so selection of projects, selection of um, of focus, of course, but uh, so of course it needs some coordination. But uh, more of all, above all, I think it needs uh, engagement from these colleagues and motivation that comes from within. So I think um, it shouldn't be something that is um, just forced from above, you know. And the other point I would say is really considering doing that in a collaboration with an open source foundation, uh, because that opens up a whole new ecosystem. So um, uh, for us, the Eclipse Foundation is an ecosystem of open source habits, open source um, approaches, uh, like dealing with uh, with IP and um, and making sure that the open source frameworks are clean uh, in a way That that can be used uh, without risk, and so on, and um, and then also, uh, yeah, using these platforms to to share what what the uh, yeah what the high level goals uh, are, and um, yeah, getting engaged on that level. So I think it's both this um, individual. Uh, co-worker level, so, so having people who are really into that and uh, are able and willing to, to do such kind of work, investing to them, and then also on, um, yeah, getting in touch with uh, with people like you and uh, uh, giving away the code in a ways, so, so or at least control about. Um, about the code, but then also re- get, getting as a return uh, this ecosystem uh, that uh, that also takes takes over a lot of responsibilities uh, that otherwise you would need to take care of yourself. I mean, there are other approaches, mm-hmm. like I already already mentioned, Microsoft who are investing a lot in open source. They have several teams uh, building uh, open source software like TypeScript compiler and uh, and VS Code and so on. Uh, but it's really Controlled by them, so that it means uh, they are the only ones who can make strategic decisions, and uh, it it seems to work well for them. But I think in general, uh, the uh, most companies are better off co- cooperating with foundations.
0: Yes, we certainly hear that a lot from our guests on this show, and of course, there's a growing body of evidence that backs that up. Now, switching gears slightly, uh, but still on the topic of collaboration, I read somewhere that you and your wife are planning on releasing an album of German Christmas songs. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, So my wife is a singer, and uh, last year she made a a project with a piano player from Hamburg. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's about uh, traditional Christmas songs, uh, German, uh, traditional German Christmas songs. but played in a rather light and, and modern way. Everything that is creative is, uh, for me, is, it's like, it's a really good thing to do in, in free time. So, and yeah, about the, the recordings. So they are available on all major platforms, so Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and Amazon and so on. So just search for uh, Judith, or Judith Spönemann. So like my second name, and I think then you should find it.
0: That's wonderful. I'll certainly check that out. On that note, thank you, Miro, for coming on the show. If you want to connect with Miro, you can find him at at Sponeman. That's S-P-O-N-E-M-A-N-N. And, of course, you can visit typefox.io. That's about it for this episode of the Entrepreneurial Open Source Podcast. You can find us online at entrepreneurialopensource.com and at oss for biz on Twitter. We'll catch you next time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other place you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. (laughs) The Entrepreneurial Open Source Podcast is sponsored by the Eclipse Foundation. The Eclipse Foundation provides a global community of software developers and organizations of all sizes across industries with a business-friendly environment to collaborate on open-source software innovation. Visit eclipse.org to learn more.